My name is Carla. I'm a grateful uh, recovering compulsive eater uh, restrictor. And I am very, very, very grateful to be here. Uh, this is a nice, abundant meeting. Um, I'm just loving the energy here, and thank you for asking me to be here. Um, and I'm really happy to share my experience and my story. Uh, I came into OA in 2003. Uh, I now have seven and a half years of abstinence. And um, that is amazing because when I came in, as we all know, uh, you know, we're powerless, and I was just binging binging, binging, like, out of control, out of control, and it was just, it was, uh, it was pretty gnarly, and it started really young, it started really young, you know, and, um, you know, I could, I could say it's because of the family I grew up in and all that, and, you know, all that kind of trauma and craziness, but, you know, honestly, I'm not even sure, uh, that I'm probably, I may be an addict even without all that, so, um, that's all I can say is it started really, really early, and, um, you know, probably around four years old, I remember, and I remember feeling, um, you know, just really uncomfortable in my skin, and I think that's a lot of, you know, I think a lot of addicts share that in common, uh, maybe not all of us, but definitely a lot of people, um, so I felt really uncomfortable, and I remember, it's weird, this is always my first memory, but it explains, you know, in the big book, uh, it talks about, there's like, twofold disease, it's the allergy of the body, and then, um, the obsession of the mind, so I have uh, just a memory that stuck with me like my whole life. I remember being at the kitchen table at a very young age, like my brother and my sister, my mom was kind of preparing things. And it just felt like, for some reason, it felt like really lonely and it felt like really cold. You know, I'm not sure why, but I just felt kind of like physically cold and like so there wasn't like much interaction and like love going on. And, and I remember I just had this like beautiful bowl of like oatmeal and like, you know, it was like warm and like steaming and like, could have as many of the little toppings and like brown sugar, you know what I mean? And I just, and I remember I was just like, wow, yeah, this is great. And I just piled it on and, um, and I just loved it, you know? And then I remember like going to, uh, it's like preschool, I think. And I actually remember just like pretty much passing out to like noon, you know what I mean? <laughs> just being like, uh, uh, just like drooling, you know, it was like, you know, I put a lot of sugar in that thing, you know what I mean? So, um, so anyway, I probably had an allergy from um, an early age, but um, that pretty much sets that pretty much set the precedence um, of my life. That's how I got like my um, comfort was through the food, and I, I was like a carb sugar combination junkie. And um, you know, I pretty much, if it were up to me, that's all I would eat, and um, that's pretty much majority of what I did eat, unless someone else was feeding me, and. Um, but basically what happened is it got to a point where I became older and I remember being in college and, um, you know, I just started to notice that what I was doing wasn't totally normal and uh, I had friends, actually some friends where we used to go, like, eat together. You know, we'd go out on Friday night and get, like, desserts and stuff, like, before we go to parties and whatnot. And, like, for me, it was, like, that was, like, the best part. Like, I didn't, you know, the party was, like, cool, but, like, let's go to the store at 8 p.m. and, like, let's get it on, you know what I mean? And, like, you know, we're, I'm a young, healthy guy. Like, you know, the world's my oyster, and, like, that was my thing. And, and I remember one time they're, like, I was, like, you know, you guys ready to go? Let's go do it, you know? They're, like, ah, you know what? Like, just not really feeling it today, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I was just, like, what? Like, how can you not be feeling it? Like, this is the best part of the night, you know what I mean? <laughs> And then to, to bookend that, um, you know, then at the end of the party, I'd go home, usually, you know, like, 
oftentimes by my if I was by myself and I'd hit the store on the way home and just like pack on like the bags of cookies, you know, and just like sit in my car and just like eat it by myself, you know. So it was like it was feeling a hole that um, that basically uh, it couldn't really fill, and it got to the point where you know I moved to Los Angeles and basically I would you know wake up in the morning after like a horrific binge and be like I'm so done you know probably even like crumbs on me and then I'd be like you know okay I'm done first thing in the morning I'm done I'm done that's it you know I'd wake up just feeling horrible from all just from the reactions of all that crazy food and um, literally would get up and like go straight to like a bakery and just like pack it on hard and then you know like have a few things to do during the day and then the first chance I get I'm done. I'm done. Go ahead. You know, that's it. I'm not going to do any more. I'd get in my car and next thing you know, I'm driving somewhere. Literally, like, binge super hard there. Get Leave that place and be like, you know what? That flavor wasn't totally filling enough. I need another type of flavor. Go to a different spot. And just feeling, like, sick, you know? So, um, anyway, it was crazy. And I did, like, catering for a while. And, like, literally, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That was nuts. And I think I did, like, a t- uh, uh, assistant on a TV show that was in, like, a bakery. There's a reality show. And I seriously think I ate, like, three loaves of bread one time. Like, I'm not, I'm not kidding. And so, like, basically why I'm saying that is because I, I would pack it, my whole torso, like, my whole body so thick that I remember I would be going to bed and, like, and this isn't, this isn't funny, but, it, you know, I can talk about it with humor in retrospect, but, like, I'd be going to bed, like, my heart would be beating irregularly. I'm like, what's going on? Like, it would stop for a while, and like, boom, 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 you know, and like, and I'd be like breathing really weird, you know, and just like, just like packed in there, and just like all this like pain and stuff. I'm like, this is not okay, you know. So, luckily, um, that just broke me down. I'm like, you know, I can't do this. Um, so, I, I, was, I was lucky to have been in another 12 step program before. I'm like, there's, I, I've always heard about OA, so I'm like, let me check it out. And, um, and one thing I want to share, too, is uh, for people that, um, you know, compulsive eating is for anyone that really has a, comp- uh, you know, compulsive eating disorder. So, um, I didn't really gain the most weight. You know, I would get like zits and stuff. I'd maybe be a little bit bigger, but, um, so for a long time, I would tell people, like, you know, I'm thinking of going to OA, tell normal people, and they'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, like, you're crazy. Why? You know, so, like, I listened to that for a while, and I didn't go just because I wasn't large. But, um, you know, really, this program is for anyone that has a eating disorder, and um, it's all really underneath it. It's all the same. So uh, I just want to say that for anyone that feels like maybe, you know, for some reason their thing is different. And I've also realized that that, um, that's a huge part of what the addiction does is make us feel like maybe we're not the same as everyone else, so we don't belong here and whatnot. And um, so I just support everyone to embrace their own uh, kind of eating disorder. And what I found in my, um, my career as, a, um, as an addict is uh, that also evolves too. Uh, it doesn't really evolve, but like, as the big crazy stuff gets relieved, which I have had a spiritual awakening, and that's what I equate to um, why I've been abstinent, is mainly the spiritual awakening through the steps. But what I notice is, like, you know, this crazy binging, this crazy overeating will go down, but then it can be, like, more subtle underneath that. Like, right now I have, like, hypoglycemia and um, some digestive health conditions, and so I need a very specific diet and times to eat and amounts of food. And it can be kind of, like, annoying, just, like, 
just like working program is annoying. You know, it's like you just don't want to do it. And so like that's where I'm at now is like I have things that make me feel really good and really grounded and make my life work really, really well. But like I know it's like, oh, well, you know, I'll just like push it off for a little bit or, you know, I don't have to like I really don't have to focus that much on it or I can just like leave leave my house and just I'll find something out there, you know, like, so that's kind of how it can show up now. And then that can lead to like just me being, you know, not sleeping well or just kind of, you know, not feeling well and like takes me out of life. So um, anyway, I think there's always can be something there um, a little bit with just, you know, the disease or whatnot. But um, let me talk about what happens. So, uh, Basically, you know, I started working the steps, and the steps uh, are really, really what did it for me, too. Um, I like to look at it three different ways. Um, one is um, fellowship, so that's meetings, you know, hanging out. The other is, like, the tools, and the other is the steps. That's kind of, like, the three main things. If I were to hang my hat on anything, it would probably be the steps, because I need the spiritual awakening to, to stay abstinent. Um, but the tools are amazing because it can like give you structure and boundaries and like kind of just like have a track to go on. And then um, support, you know, the fellowship is enormous. I feel like the fellowship is like, you know, maybe like the soil, you know, that gives me like the support and the community because I can't do it alone. But I have noticed that if I rely too much just on the tools and fellowship, that I might just end up kind of white knuckling or just kind of holding on a little too tight or, you know what I mean? So like... But then again, they all go together. So um, the amazing thing is the the inventory. So so I have a little bit of writing right here. Um, Well, first off, you know, obviously I was powerlessness. There was powerlessness. I I couldn't stop. So um, obviously I had to. Well, not obviously, but I did the work to realize all the things I'd done, you know, all the... um, books I'd read, all the exercise regimens that I've done, you know, the the cleansing, you know, after the... I had like a... I had like, maybe it's like cleanse, like cleansing bulimia. I would bend for long periods of time and like feel so gross and so sick. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to like clean it out and just like, you know, drink the lemonade and the cayenne, you know what I mean? And do all that. Just clean it out. I'm going to feel so good, you know, like clean it out, you know, it's like, and, um, you know, I'd do that and then I'd get so hungry that my body would just like go nuts and I'd just like pack it on again. It's like the shame, you know, feeling so bad, you know. So, you know, just trying so many things, trying to work out, trying, you know, I, uh, I even like to call it like yoga bulimia. You know, for me, it's about like, um, I used to do like, I still do yoga. I love it. It's amazing. But like, sometimes I'll just do like tons of yoga to like try to make myself feel better, exercise to make myself feel better, or, like clean out and, um, or to like get rid of the obsession or the addiction. And it just never worked. And I had years and years of, of trying and, you know, whatnot, therapy. So I, I just realized all these lists of things, of endless things that I tried, and I still ended up in that um, crazy situation. So, uh, you know, I did turn my will and life uh, over to the care of God, which is step three. And to me, what that looked like is just being like, you know what, I, I believe there's something out there better than me that can work. I see it working in other people, and I'm just going to try it. And, you know, my sponsor was like, you know, basically the way you can do it is just trust this process. You know, trust this process can um, bring, you know, is a process that can bring you to a new power and can give you the power to start to have success with this. So with that, um, I love this part of the big look right here. It's the... Um, 
It's page 62, and it uh, just starts with uh, selfishness, self-centeredness. That, we think, is the root of our troubles. Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity, we step on the toes of our fellows, and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us seemingly without uh, provocation, but we invariably find that at some point in the past we have made decisions based on self, which later places us in a position to be hurt. So our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making. They rise of ourselves, and the alcoholic is an extreme example. Self will run riot. Though he usually doesn't think so, above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must or it kills us. God makes that possible, and there often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid. Anyway, I like reading that because... um, you know, I believe it is a self-centered condition. Even if we're not too selfish, it's just like um, the disease just gets me into a selfish, self-centered state of like, you know, I'm powerless over it, so I'm not going to beat myself up over it, but like it gets me into a state where I'm just like, okay, what am I going to eat next? You know, this, that, you know, you know how am I going to make myself feel better? You know, it's like constant, constant like obsession, you know? It's like this is the world now. It's just me. So um, I love uh, that I've, found that awareness because it really helps me to know that I need to like get outside of myself outside of you know find things to interfere with my thinking and to you know to kind of open up to the world and the the inventory was so huge for that Um, if you're a newcomer you know the inventory is you know basically just like a grocery store you know you look at you know all the different um, um, aisles and how much food is there what's you know what's selling a lot what's low you know what needs to be filled up what's not selling you know what's causing problems basically the same thing with ourselves and that's one of the reasons why I'm so grateful for this program and love it so much is because I probably would have just been like an egomaniac um, going for like the rest of my life if I hadn't have been like beat down by this disease if it hadn't stopped me you know from like doing what I wanted and needed to do, which it did, you know, I could give you more stories, but like, okay, you know, like, my ego really messes me up, you know, and um, so with that, you know, just looking through these resentment, fears, the sex inventory, um, and just seeing, um, the coolest thing about it is what I saw, is like, okay, you know, all these things, you know, with people, I'm resentful at them because they're not giving me what I want, you know what I mean? And um, so I had this, Obviously, I had this belief that the world kind of revolved around me and the world was here to serve me. And it wasn't working very well because, you know, as a part, you know, also talks about in the big book is, is that we, you know, we reach these the bedevilments or we reach these states of just like being completely unfulfilled, depressed, or, you know what I mean? And uh, it's more than just the food itself. And I definitely had that. And through the, the inventory, I was able just to see how much I was just trying to take from people and how ingenuine I was, you know, it was like, really just trying to get and actually I was um, you know I could be a pretty mean person um, sometimes as well and uh, you know I was really just self-seeking and seeing the pain that that caused other people and seeing how it kind of like put me into a a little hole like kind of you know kind of just closed down my life and um, I'm really grateful for that and um, being able to share that with someone else you know, to kind of understand, to not beat myself up for it, just to understand that I was just doing my best and and start to um, identify the character defects. And um, I just talked to a fellow today uh, right before the meeting, and he was, um, you know, talking about his exercise regimen and, um, you know, that maybe it wasn't perfect, but, like, just that he's, he's loving and accepting himself 
for where it's at, where he's at, and like knowing that he's enough and doing enough, and that's like a beautiful thing too. Because outside of just how we're mean or you know selfish towards other people, is like how hard we are on ourselves. And um, I find one of the most core parts for me to get healing around is just like my perfectionism, um, you know, being hard on myself, and uh, you know, comparing myself to others focusing on what I'm not doing, you know what I mean? It's like, and it can be so endless um, that it can just put me into a total um, state of discontent. So, steps six and seven really helped me to um, deal with those character defects and, um, you know, be able to turn them over to my higher power. And I believe the same way that um, I was powerless over food, I'm still one day at a time powerless over my uh, character defects. So, um, you know, selfishness, you know, ego, perfectionism, um, you know, the list goes on and on. But one day at a time, I I need um, a spiritual program to be free of that. And, uh, you know, step eight, I start to look at how I've affected other people and um, how I've harmed them. And that was really revealing because I was um, I was like an intense, uh, intense juvenile delinquent. Like I was I was pretty hardcore, you know, and I was just, I was a fighter. I was going around fighting people, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, I would go to schools and literally, like, I'd play sports. And, like, I would just, like, I would piss off, like, literally would piss off, like, all the bleachers. And, like, I'd have people, like, <laughs> I had people, like, coming after me, like, like, try, like, I had people, it was just crazy. Like, people, like, tried to jump me after games. And, like, I'd have to worry about, like, now they're coming to, like, shoot you next week. Like, just crazy, you know? Like, I was constantly in drama, like, constantly fighting. I, I was a thief. Um, you know, I was, like, I was mean. I was really mean to women. I was, like, you know, um, I, was, I was a user. I took advantage of people. And um, so seeing all that, uh, you know, through this process and then correcting that, um, it's been amazing. Um, so basically, the, the promises, I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, you know, it's, it's in the book, but, um, you know, the promises come halfway through the ninth step. So sometimes we just read the, the promises in a meeting. Like, I just started to realize this. Like, we read the promises in a meeting, and like, you're a newcomer, you just hear, oh, promises. Cool, you know, like, I'm going to get the promise. i just sit here and, like, hang out with these people and, um, you know, do my thing, and the promises are going to come true. But literally, it actually says before we are halfway through, and what it's talking about halfway through is the ninth step. It actually, the promises that we read actually come right um, after. It's a part of the ninth step reading of the big book. So um, for me, that's where a lot of my uh, healing and the relief from the food, my, uh, is that timer? Oh, okay. Um, so anyway, that's where a lot of the healing um, came through because, uh, you know, as it's been told to me, it's like we clear we clear our vessel, you know what I mean? So, like, all the harms we've done to other people, it's like, you know, we're still carrying that inside until it's dealt with. Um, so I can clear that out so that I can now let in fresh new energy, you know, my higher power, and, and be restored with, like, you know, just like a good, the kind of good power, good energy, you know what I mean? Um, so anyway, with that said, that's when my life completely changed and the food has been, uh, you know, when I got about halfway through that process, the food had been um, completely lifted. And um, all those things that I used to do, uh, you know, like I said, being a fighter, being a user, thank you, um, that has all, 
I won't say be completely, but it's literally a thing of the past. And, you know, I've done, you know, therapy. And like I said, I've done thousands and thousands of hours of yoga and all these different things. And um, this process has cleared that for me. And it's completely um, changed my life and the way that I show up. Um, and think, it's just so bizarre. Things that I tried to get rid of for so long. And, and um, I was so scared that I would carry you know, like, in my family, like, my aunt, you know, she used to say, it's like, you got, we got, like, the curse, you know what I mean? Because, like, it's, you know, I, I didn't even get into any of that drama, but, like, there was some pretty nasty stuff that I grew up with, and the way we all treated each other was just, it was nasty. It was, it was like war, you know what I mean? It's like, you had to, like, protect yourself. It's like, you know, like a four-year-old kid, it's like, you know, you got to watch out, the spears aren't coming in, and they were coming in. So it's like that's what I learned how to be uh, mean and, and harsh to people. I didn't. I never really experienced like pure love, you know. So like I'm literally just now in my life starting to feel, you know, what it's like to have like love and intimacy and like you know good things and you know. So you know, I'll share something. Like I said, I used to be, um, you know, I got no, sh- I have no shame in this, but I used to be mean to women that I was with. You know what I mean? And um, I was verbally abused, and I, I guess I was just kind of, like, passing it on. And even if I didn't want to, it would, like, come out. And it, it just kept getting better and better. But, um, you know, I'm in, I'm in a relationship now, and I'm, like, watching myself be loving, you know, pretty much, you know, 98% of the time. And if it's not loving, it's just staying within me. I'm not going to project them. So, you know, I'm just not... I'm not feeling so hot right now. Like, this has nothing to do with you, but I'm just kind of, like, not communicating as well. But, you know, I'll, I'll preface it, you know. If I have, like, some negative energy in me, I'm not going to, like, bring it out and, like, try to put it onto her or anything like that. And um, in, in all my relationships, I try to be of service. I don't allow myself to have uneven relationships anymore because I used to be just, like, give me, give me, give me, give me, take, 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 take. And, um, you know, my career has completely changed. You know, I've been able to forgive uh, you know, my family and my parents um, for all the craziness that I received from them and understand that they, you know, it was just passed down to them. They were just literally doing the best they could and, you know, and, and I have compassion for them. And this is an interesting thing, you know, I have compassion for them because I saw that I was doing the same things that they were, but luckily I stuck with it long enough, this process, that I was able to have those things relieved and I saw how long that took and I thought I was never going to get better. I thought I would just be like them the rest of my life, at least just in the way that they acted. They are, you know, they are good people. So um, I'm just grateful that this disease beat me down enough to work hard and long enough um, for these things to change. And I guess that's the last thing I'll say is, like, the food can be lifted fast, but once that's gone, all that stuff that's underneath there, all that pain, trauma, you know what I mean? that stuff's going to be there. And um, so sometimes recovery can be even harder and more raw um, when you're not numb by the food. But my experience is, you know, the day, right in the 10th step, that, that's what we do, daily 10th step. We get to look at what we're feeling, what we're doing. Are we resentful, fearful? You know, am I acting out in a certain way? Um, you know, am I, you know, surrendering, whatnot? So that process allowed me to continually get better and trust me I'm no saint so like I need I need to like keep doing it and um, I'm just grateful that this disease uh, beat me up enough to like stay in a spiritual process enough to get these things and to be a good person that is giving good things to the world and um, is having a lot of success and I easily see that I could have I could have stayed like you know, I could have gone the criminal route, 
Am I done, or do I have one minute? Time's up. Awesome. So, uh, I, I, you know, through this program, I've, I've stayed, uh, you know, become a good, uh, you know, person that contributes to society and, um, um, and sharing what my, the gifts my higher powers give me. And it's all, all thanks to my higher powers. So thank you. Uh, this is the time for questions only. Uh, there is no sharing in this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with any one of us after the meeting. Also, please remember that the opinions of the leader are, are my own and not those of uh, Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. When asking questions, uh, you need not identify yourself. Um, please remember, if you ask a question, your voice may be audible on the OA podcast. If being recorded... Um, uh, this is being recorded, so... Just know that this, you, your voice may be picked up, and if you don't want that, then I guess, uh, anyway. <laughs> um, all right. Thank you. It sounds like you were around for a number of years before you got long-term abstinence. If you are aware of it, what do you think changed when you finally got long-term abstinence? Um, okay, um, so I, she asked, it sounds like I've been around for a while, and I think I'm saying this right, that what changed when I actually got the long-term abstinence? Mm-hmm. Okay, great, great. Um, so basically what really did it for me was surrendering to the, um, surrendering to the steps, doing it the traditional way um, that it was uh, you know, traditionally done with the first 100 uh, people in the big book and just fall in that direction. And like I said, I had a, a hefty um, amount of uh, uh, wreckage that I caused. So I really, when I really, really dug into making amends um, for the past, um, really, really, really digging in, getting taken very, taking it very, 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 very seriously. Like it was like the most important thing in my life and it changed my life. It was like literally like a, a it was like, you know, doing a postgraduate, like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't mess around. <laughs> like, I wanted to bullet point every little single harm I did to someone and, um, and look at that and run it by someone and, and clear it up. And also from that, the next point um, was just making those living amends to, um, as best I can, to every person, to everyone I meet, especially the people that I'm spending time with, is like, because um, everyone in my life now is a reflection. They fit the same role as someone that I used to uh, take advantage of or harm. So it's literally just a new, uh, new person or the same person, and how can I treat them differently? Um, literally, that, that's what did it most, um, and it just gave me a lot of energy and freed a lot of things up to where the tools, you know, like the weighing and measuring and, you know, all that stuff... Um, really just started to, uh, you know, become a little bit more easier. So, um, and then just continuing to take, uh, continuing to take my um, daily inventory and um, spreading, you know, 10, 11, and 12, just doing that over, which encapsulate all the steps and, be, and being, being more of service and just turning my will over more. But uh, I, I believe just, like, getting that power was allowed me to, like, do it. So, is that... That answer. Okay. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
Yes. Um, so she asked how um, how I work uh, 11 and 12. So um, 11 is very, very imperfect. Um, but what I do is I, you know, first I, I start my day usually by condensed version of the um, prayer on uh, page 86 on awakening. So I basically... Um, you know, ask to be divorced of selfishness, self-seeking, dishonesty, and pity, and ask for a um, uh, intuitive thought or decision on how to go about my day, and you know how it can be of service. That's like the most basic. Um, so I literally just try to set my intention to let go of those, you know, those things that take me away from being a service or my higher power's will, and ask for clarity on how to do that. That's the most basic. Um, but I do um, I do meditate, so I'll do different types of um, like I said, I'm really into yoga and different forms of yoga where there's meditation. So I will do those as as more ways of like trying just to um, keep my body more open to maybe receive, just receive and be more quiet. Um, so you know, there's breathing techniques and different things that I do. Um, and just a lot of just a lot of prayer throughout the day. Um, I try to do you know maybe little retreats in nature um, as much as I can. Um, try to uh, keep track of um, just how I'm feeling. If I start to get you know like pause when agitated, if I start to feel agitated, I do my best to like stop and um, you know ask for guidance. Um, and and literally just. Um, just praying sometimes. So if I'm going through, uh, uh, if I'm having character defects that are just kicking my butt, like this morning, um, you know, I had a character defect that came up last night, and I just, um, last night I just wrote about it for a while, and I just, you know, I was asking God, you know, please, please remove this, you know, and, and just kind of like talking to my higher power about it, like here's what's going on, I, I feel completely powerless over this. Um, it, it, it I think it's just trying to um, stay as close and connected as, as much as possible. And uh, the, but the main consistent thing is the morning and um, and staying in gratitude and you know doing. I, I'll do some of the different prayers too. I'm a little ADD, so like <laughs> I'll just uh, as long as I'm connected with my higher power and praying, um, that's the most important thing. Because I find if I try to figure it out, this is the thing that I'm going to do, and like. Then I'll kind of I can get locked into something, and it, be, it can sometimes become like uh, dogmatic. So um, yeah. And um, then twelve um, easiest way is just to have a um, sponsee has been the easiest way to do that. Um, but speaking of meetings, uh, you know, uh, helping wherever I can, uh, and just sharing my experience in meetings, talking to newcomers, um, getting a service position. Uh, those are the main ways, but literally just trying to um, uh, be of service in, in, in all my affairs as much as possible. Um, did you have a nine step that didn't go well? And if so, uh, how did you work with building on that? Oh, did I have a nine step that didn't go well? Um, yeah, this is this is interesting. Um, I actually made amends to my sponsee the other day. Um, so with that, I'll say yes. Nothing too catastrophic, but what I noticed is uh, 
with the amends, I usually felt that I was like, yes, I want to like do this, like I want to get it over with, so I could like be free, you know. And I noticed I always had that. Let's say I had sponsored it, I said, no, you just, you need to get really clear and be balanced before you do it. And I noticed the ones that got weird um, are usually the ones that I rushed and I wasn't like. Um, really present and it was like oh, I'm going to get this over so like I can feel good and what ends up happening is I brought too much of myself to it and um, rather than just listening because it's really just about uh, listening to them and hearing how you affected them and then okay you know, and saying what you'd like to do to make it right and the, basically the ones that I rushed and were kind of like I was doing it kind of for me and I wasn't in the right spot they they got kind of weird and um, you know literally one for, the worst one I had was like uh I've never heard. I'd never heard from the guy again, and he was and he was kind of like, oh, let's keep in touch. You know what I mean? And um, I I could tell that like I got too much into me. Like you know, the reason why I did it was because this, and you know, I'm just I just like have this issue. And, you know, I was like, and that, <laughs> who cares? You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> you know, so that yeah. So the ones where I brought too much of like my stuff into it and explained why I did something. And I wasn't, uh, and I rushed it. Those are the ones that got weird. And I actually did one with my sponsee where it, it got a little weird too, because I was like explaining to him why I was doing certain things. And, and the cool thing was, he just started his process. So I was like, hey, you know what happened? Like, that's like what you don't do. <laughs> and I could hear his voice change as I was doing it. Was, and it was kind of like, all right, dude, like, I'll talk to you later, you know? So, like, you can, I swear, like, you can feel people when it becomes too much about you and not the traditional process. Like, I could feel the people, like, just being awkward. Nothing catastrophic, but just awkwardness and stuff, yeah. So, um, beautiful. Um, which family? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, family of origin. So, um, family of origin. How has my you know twelve step transformation affected my family of origin? Well, you know the main thing is like um, being in rea- being in reality, being in acceptance, and um, being relieved of an enormous amount of anger and uh, take responsibility. So how that's looked like is um, I used to feel like, um, you know, I, I used to feel like uh, I had to, like, kind of punish my parents for what they did, you know. Like, I did, like, felt like I had to keep reminding them of what they did so that they would tell me, oh, look, you know, we're sorry. This is what happened. And... Um, we know we didn't understand you, so now we just like totally want to understand you and do it. You know, so I was like basically trying to get that response, you know. And so what it did is it just put me into reality of their people, and they have a certain capacity, and that that's who they are. And so basically, I just got to accept them for who they are and stop trying to have unreasonable expectations of some fantasy of what I thought um, my parents should be or what a parent should be and just be in full acceptance of that um, and see them as, uh, you know, just humans and um, literally just have so much anger be relieved that I could actually just, you know, have um, loving interactions with them, um, you know, more or less kind of be friends. I'm not going to lie, it's, it's definitely, like, not perfect, but I'm, I'm very positive. I You know, I do my best to be positive and... Um, 
you know, just a lot of healing around that. And, you know, I just realized that, um, just embrace the imperfectionism of it and um, try to be of service to them. You know, a lot, a lot of just trying to be of service and try to understand them and, uh, and get my needs met where they can, they can be met. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, explain my abstinence. Uh, the question is, um, how can I explain my abstinence and abstinence no matter what? Uh, yeah, that's great. So my abstinence is basically um, no binging or overeating and no... Um, do I keep going? Okay, five minutes. Okay. Um, no binging or... Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, no binging or overeating and no severe uh, restriction. I do have a health condition where I get flare-ups, uh, digestion, so sometimes I'm too sick to eat the full amount that I may be committed. So it's basically, you know, don't go into the extremes, overeating, binging, don't go into the extremes, undereating. I um, more or less wear measure, but... Um, uh, I don't need to fully do it all the time um, because, you know, I definitely have, you know, I've been given the power to, like, just know what's right and feel and whatnot. Um, and then no matter what, that's kind of cool um, because, uh, you know, I could easily see that as, like, harsh. Oh, that's the interesting thing about um, abstinence no matter what. I think what you're saying is, like, you know, make it, that it doesn't get interrupted no matter what. Um, and I used to see that as like harsh and controlling. Um, but what I realized actually it's like boundaries. It's almost like for a little kid that doesn't have boundaries, they're going to go crazy and just like eat too much sugar and like end up in the hospital. You know, who knows what will happen. It'll just like have the most crazy life ever. So like for me, it just like, um, it gives, that's actually like a loving thing because it gives me boundaries and allows me to stay sustained and like centered and balanced. And um, I don't do it perfectly, honestly. Um, as long as I get my three meals um, and I'm good, uh, luckily I'm pretty close to like a time schedule on it. But I'll admit it does get a little bit hairy sometimes where I don't, I don't do it perfectly or I want to like, you know, put something else above it. But I will say that... Um, I, I'm in a really good place with it, but when it is the number one first thing, like, um, I mean, you can't be perfect because of life. All I can say is, like, it, it goes really amazing, and I had to do that um, um, really um, firm kind of boundaries with it when I first started program for, like, five years. I did weighing and measuring and, and worked a specific program just for that. So, um, like I said, it, it, it's very important, and it sounds harsh, but actually life becomes really amazing and beautiful when um, that happens because it just gets us out of the obsession. It's like, okay, it's taken care of. Boom, first things first. Uh, wait till my next meal. So now it's time to like deal with life. So I think it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Can you talk about the shift in your relationship in your current one? Was it an immediate change or did it happen throughout dating in your yeah, yeah, good, uh, good question. He's asking about uh, how my relationships uh, shifted from, you know, basically being <laughs> the uh, the ass that I was. Um, 
But yeah, you know, it started. Um, it's it started gradual. You know, first it was like white knuckling. It's like I'm not gonna say anything mean. I'm not gonna. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and then it's like, Bleh! it comes out. Oh shoot! You know, <laughs> like. So honestly, there was a lot of like white knuckling and feeling frustrated for a while. Um, but yeah, literally this new one. Um, I mean, obviously, I probably learned a lot from inventory. So I probably learned how to like pick something that's. Uh, more uh, suitable, and maybe I'm I'm getting respected in a in a newer way as well. Um, but literally, I think it just um, it's just there now. Like I just have the capacity to do it, and um, you know, I took three and a half years off from the last one, and um, I was actually pretty good in that one too. So, um, but I took three and a half years just to fully like work on myself and, and develop, you know, my life and whatnot. So it has been gradual, but it did reach a point where I was just like, oh, I'm different now. So, yeah. I got a couple minutes. One, One minute. Yeah. Clicky? Sponsor. Um, yeah, I basically um, just do the traditional, um, take them through the big book, uh, you know, read read the chapters, um, uh, and then just get into inventory. Um, you know, work on the character defects for a little bit. Get into eight, nine, ten, um, and then just get into, basically just the traditional um, big book way. And then and I had a workshop. There's a workshop that a guy does that really helped me like dissect that and learn that how that was done. So that's pretty much it. All right.